Welcome to the Gap Church Podcast, where we're filling the gap through freedom and the truth. Please enjoy this week's message. Welcome to the Gap Church. My name is David Oladara Ropatusen. I am a part of the leadership team here, and I'm also on the word team. If this is your first time, um, welcome to the Gap Church, where we're filling the gap through freedom and the truth. Um, whether you're watching us online or in person, uh, if someone next to you looks a little bit sweaty, just 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 fan them a little bit, fan them a little bit, fan them a little bit. <laughs> Welcome to the Gap Church. Like I said, we are in a series we're calling Honor that was started last week, um, and honestly. Um, this is a super intentional series. The Holy Spirit was revealing to me um, as I was even preparing and even as we started the series, why is honor so important? Honor is important because God is not going to move in a place that he's not honored. We can't keep saying that the glory is going to be revealed and not have a heart and a culture that honors God. I said this in the first service. We, we, we use this quote in corporate America that don't go where you're, to- people don't go where they're tolerated, they go where they're celebrated and so our God is no difference yes there's grace but he's gonna want to move where he's honored where he's celebrated where there's humility where there's a, a craving and expectation and so as we're in this series I believe this is super intentional before conference that God wants us to have a heart posture of honor because he wants to move here he wants to move in the gap church he wants to move during the gap conference and so if we catch honor we catch the glory Amen? If we catch honor, we catch the glory. So, we started last weekend. Lalade uh, did an amazing job of introing us into this series. Um, she spoke about the principle of honoring God. She used an amazing story from the scripture, the story of Mary, um, spending a year of her wages and pouring it upon the feet of Jesus because she understood honor. And I believe that through this series, if we don't understand honor, by God's grace, we'll get an understanding. Amen? So today, in the short time I have, I'm going to be speaking from the lens of what is God's response to honor. That's not my title, but what is God's response to honor? How does God respond to honor? And when I say God's response to honor, I'm not saying when we honor him specifically. You can honor God through many ways. In the way that you treat your parents, the way that you treat your peers, your work, people that you're at work with, your family. Those are always that can actually end up honoring God. And so, as I was thinking of this message, on, like, read, read, right on, the first thing I can think of when it comes to honoring the scripture of, you know, when I was a kid was the Ten Commandments. And I'm sure a lot of us know the commandment. What is it about honor? Honor your father and your mother. So, of course, as, like, a, a youngin', I think all of us are probably asking, like, what does honoring my mom and dad look like? You know, and, you know... Who knows? I really never answered that question, honestly. But I was, as I was thinking about it this week, the second part of the scripture is what actually stuck out to me. You know? And that was the part that says, honor your father and your mother, because a lot of us know that. But then the other part is why? So that, so that your days may be long. And so this, as I was reading this, this kind of gave me a glimpse as far as what is God's response to honor and how mysterious his response is. In, like, when you look at the equation of that, you're saying that if I honor my parents, I have a long life? That doesn't really make sense. Like, maybe because we read a lot, it makes sense to us now. But realistically speaking, you would think that, you know, the, 
the equal would probably be something different, but not the length of my life. Does it make sense? And so as I speak on God's response to honor, I believe that his response, like I said, is mysterious. And through honor, when you honor God, his response is always going to be in opening very mysterious doors. When I say this, I mean that God's response to honor doesn't make sense. And here's the thing. There are certain doors that open through honor only. You can't pray it. You can't fast it. It only comes through honor. So if you're taking notes, the title of my message is The Mysterious Open Doors from Honor. The Mysterious Open Doors from Honor. And I'm going to kind of speed past the message so that I don't take too much of your time. But <clears throat> I'm taking my, my, my message from uh, the scripture, uh, Genesis 6, uh, verse 7, Genesis 6, verse 7 to 8. And this is a scripture all of us know. How many of us know Noah's Ark? Noah's Ark, Noah's Ark. Ah, wow. We need some education here. Some Sunday school education. Noah's Ark. So Noah's Ark is basically a story of when God was looking upon earth and he was like, bro, why is everybody so bad? Everybody's doing some crazy stuff. Everyone is wild. And he decided that, you know what? I honestly am sorry for even creating these people. And he decides he's going to wipe off the face of the earth with water. Thank God for his grace. Um, so he said, I'm going to wipe off the of earth with water. And so he finds one man, one man by the name of Noah, who, he, who finds grace. And so he decides, I'm going to use Noah. Noah is going to be the person I use. And he decides that, you know what, Noah can build an ark. So in the scripture here in Genesis 7, basically what it's saying is, I'm going to read it real quick. It says, so the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I've created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, creeping thing and birds of the air, for I am sorry that I've made them. And then it says, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Now, God has given Noah instructions of this ark. He says, take two of every animal, male and female, take your family. And what happens is that Noah goes through the process of building this ark, this master plan. And so what now happens is that Noah is cruising through the flood for how many days, how many years? It's a long time. But it finally gets to a point where he now knows that it's okay to come out. So he sends a bird out. The bird comes, and the bird doesn't return. Because what he was doing is that he would send a bird out. If the bird returned, that means the bird had nowhere to lay, like actually, like, like settle. So the bird, he sent it out, and it didn't come back, which let him know that it was safe to come out. And so what Noah now does is that he's, he, they're done. The water is gone. And so what Noah now decides to do is as he is coming off of the boat, Noah's first response is to offer a sacrifice unto God. Why is this important? With everything that Noah was tasked to do, with all the years of working, with everything that he had gone through, imagine the sweat, because I was telling this in the first service, we act like God was giving Noah the materials and was building the boat with him. No, no, no. He was building the boat. He was calling the animals. His first response wasn't, where's my title? His first response wasn't, where's my blessing, God? It was, here's my sacrifice. And so in scripture, what happens is that Noah offers a sacrifice unto God. And what the scripture says is that there was a soothing aroma from his sacrifice that went up to God, that pleased God. It was soothing to God, the aroma of his sacrifice. And why was this important? Because because of Noah's sacrifice, God in his heart now decided that I'm going to spare man and I'm going to spare humanity from me ever doing this again. 
And so what I realized from reading that, and I want you all to realize that, because of Noah's posture of honoring God, even when he should have been the one being honored, it opened a door that was mysterious. How can Noah being obedient equate to us benefiting from it? That's what honoring God looks like. And so what are the doors that open up when we honor God? Number one, of course, the door of honor opens up. The scripture says that those who honor me, I will honor, I will honor them. And so what happens in scripture is that once Noah and his family have done all these things, God says to them, he says, and I love this scripture, it says in Genesis 9-1, it says, so God blessed Noah and his sons and said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. What is important about the scripture is that God is not just saying, hey, go out and make babies. That in itself, what was familiar to Adam and Eve, because they didn't understand God really, is now an honor to Noah. Because what God is saying is that you now get to replenish the earth. Every single person has a mark of you in them now. But does it, it doesn't make sense. The ark and now everyone having a bit of meat, that equation doesn't make sense, does it? But that's what, that's what honoring God does. Number two, honoring God opens the door of access. It opens the door of access. I use this uh, example in, 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 in first service, so I want to use a second example. I want to use David as an example. You see, when David was about to fight Goliath, in Scripture what happens is that David goes through this process in 1 Samuel verse 17, chapter 17, verse 45 to 46. It says, verse, verse 45, it says, Then David said to the Philistines, You come with me with a sword. He's speaking to Goliath right now. He's saying, You come with me with a sword with the spear and with the javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. And I love what he says in 46. He says, this is the day the Lord will deliver you into my hand, and I will strike you and take your head from you. And this is the day I will give the carcasses of this camp of the Philistines to the birds and of the air and the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. Why is this important? These words that David are speaking are very honorable words. Just like the sacrifice of Noah went up, these words went up to Jesus, went up to God, sorry, to God. They were a sweet aroma to God. So imagine when David is picking up this regular stone and, and he's now swinging it, he has opened the door. He doesn't even realize it. He's opened a door of access, not to his own strength, but the strength of God. Because he's saying to the enemy, I come to you in the name of the Lord. I don't represent myself. Your defeat is to the glory of God. I think that's just to tell us that when we commit things in God's hands and we come, like Omeka said before, I think he said this some, some times ago that, oh, what, is our, what, do we, what do we take as our responsibility and what is really God's responsibility? So imagine when we walk into battles and we understand our responsibility and we say this is the Lord's battle. Imagine we get the access of the God, not our own access because trust me, I ain't got that much. Number three, and which is really important, when we honor God, we open the door of mercy. We open the door of mercy. Everybody say mercy. Like I said earlier, this equation of Noah building an ark does not make sense now to us being impacted and us being spared. 
I asked this question in the, in the first service. What if no one never made the sacrifice? Because based on his sacrifice, God decided to spare us. He decided to spare our parents. He decided to spare humanity from ever having to go through that ever again. And so I wonder, if Noah doesn't make the sacrifice, am I even alive? <laughs> am I even a thought? Because who knows? I'm sure back then they was doing some wild stuff in the 90s too. Every generation is wild, right? And so imagine in the scripture it says God understanding how evil the imagination of man is. So God knew that even man can do the same thing again to him. But he's promising that he's never going to do that thing. He knows that it may be the same situation that caused him to clear the earth that may come again. But he's making a promise and a covenant with, with Noah that I'm not going to do this again. Based off of just the sacrifice. Doesn't make sense. God is really rich in mercy. And that is why I want us to understand that when it comes to mercy, that door is very, 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 very important because Mercy, it qualifies you for things that you're not really even qualified for. Mercy considers you when you're not even supposed to be considered. Mercy changes the report of the doctor when really you screwed up in your health. Mercy, mercy pays your debt, even though you was out here just doing whatever with all the finances. You don't deserve it. But God decides to be generous. God decides to show mercy upon you. He shows his compassion upon us all. Number four, and I want to emphasize it for this service. When we honor God, we open the door of release. When we honor God, we open the door of release. In the scripture, I want us to open to this real quick. In Matthew 13, some of us know the story. Matthew 13, 53 to 58. Matthew 13, 53 to 58. It says, is it on the screen? Not yet, not yet, not yet. Hey, shout out to media, shout out to media. Appreciate it, appreciate it. We love y'all. We honor y'all, guys. We honor y'all, we honor y'all. <clears throat> Matthew 13, 53. It says, now it came to pass when Jesus had finished these parables that he departed from there. When he had come to his own country, he taught them in their synagogue so far that they were astonished and said, where did this man get this wisdom and these mighty works? 55. Is this not the carpenter's son? Is not his mother Mary and his brothers James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas? 56. And his sisters, are they not all with us? So we see what happening here. Familiarity, right? Okay. Now it says, where did this man get all these things? 57. So they were offended at him. But Jesus said to them, a prophet, and I know some of us know the scripture, a prophet is not without honor except in his own country and in his house. 58. Now, he did not do many mighty things or works there because of their unbelief. I use this scripture because I want you to understand that even when there's not that much honor, God can still do some works. But he can't do many works. He can't release himself fully. So stop looking at the little evidences and understand that there's more that can come. 
I want us to really go back to the familiarity because I, I think that this scripture shows us an aspect of dishonor, but I want us to realize that what does it take for the release to be there? I think the biggest killer of release, of God really releasing himself, is familiarity. We have to realize that we've, we sometimes think of familiarity of, oh, maybe us just our relationship with God. But I, I want us to understand that our encounters can have familiarity. How we think we're supposed to encounter God can have familiarity. How God moves in our families. You know, he moved for my mom, so I'm guessing he's going to move like that for me. Just because he moved for you one time this way doesn't mean he's going to move for you the same way the next time. But when we expect that, we already box God. Every time, and I said, I said this at the gathering on, on Wednesday, I can never be too familiar with what God does here every single Sunday. I will never get to that point. Because the moment we expect it, oh, the moment we put a cap on it. Why isn't my business growing? Why isn't this growing? Have you put a cap on God? Just because your finances were paid for randomly by some person one year, do you expect that will happen the next year? <laughs> it's just like the one auntie that, you know, maybe she comes from out of the country and she always gives you money when she's leaving, right? You know, y'all know those people, right? And the one time they come and they don't give you money, it pains you. <sighs> Things have changed. <laughs> it pains you in a very... You, you do all the, auntie, auntie. <laughs> your parents will be like, oh, your uncle left uh, this morning. You'll be thinking that maybe he passed it on to them. Nothing. <sighs> so imagine now, we expect God to be doing certain things a certain way, moving it this way, maybe giving us the same gifts our parents had. Please. <laughs> I know he's the same God yesterday and today and forevermore, but understand that he cannot be limited in the way he wants to move. We have to realize that us, us actually being humble and expecting that God, however you want to move, is even a posture of honor to him. Is God saying that we want you to release. I don't know how, there's a, there's a scripture that comes to mind. I remember in, in, a, in Elijah, uh, I think it was Elijah, when Elijah was, was about to pass away. And the king came to him saying that, oh, you know, I, uh, uh, the enemies are coming after me. And Elijah says to him, okay, what I want you to do is I want you to stump on the ground and then just stump on the ground. And so the king stumps on the ground three times. And Elijah, he's upset with him. He's like, what are you doing? Why did you stump on the ground three times? He said, oh, you know, he said, well, that's the, I think it was either three or six, three or six times. I think it was three times. He said, well, that's the amount of victories you're going to have against your enemy. What is that to tell you? In every little thing, stop boxing God. The, the instruction was stump the ground. Don't stump three times. I don't know who that's for. If God told you to do something, if you're instructed to do something, be obedient. If there's not even a stop on it, keep going. If there's no expiration date, keep going. If God tells me to stump, it doesn't matter if he hasn't, that's the thing, we're waiting for God to give us the reason. We don't understand that God is trying to open a door of release to us, but we want the reason why. We want the reason, well, well 
well, God, tell, like, I know that you want me to go on this 40-day fast, but God, you know, shoot, like, why? You will see why after. Just keep on going. Go. Go after it. But God, you haven't, but you know, that's, that's how God speaks to me. A lot of us don't realize we're being attacked in our secret places because of us limiting God. Just because you pray at 2 o'clock and you were met for three months doesn't mean you can't change. There's another time that God wants to meet you at now. You've grown too familiar. You know, by 2 a.m., I wake up, you know, I put on my music and ah, I just, ah. <laughs> And then there's one day you come and you're like, ah, something is not right. There's something that's not right. God, what have I done? Just try, try, try switching your time. Just try it out. You don't know if God is moving for a reason. You don't know if God is trying to challenge you for a reason. Honor opens the door of release. I believe that this is why we're in this series because God wants to release in the Gap Church. Amen? He wants to release so many things. And here's the thing. When we say God wants to release in the Gap Church, who is the church? Yeah, me. So when we're saying God wants to release, we're saying that God wants to release something in each person's life here. But it starts with honoring. I said this before that honor, like I said earlier, honor is not just God, I honor you. God, I honor you. It's the way I treat people. It's the way I, like anybody, any person, it does not matter who it is, your peers, your coworkers, your teachers, your parents, check your honor. Those that dishonor, you'll see there's some, there's some things that aren't working out in their life. If you want to leave a place, leave honorable. I know they was talking trash about you, but please leave honorable. Because trust me, when it's time for somebody that they want to call, they're going to call you if you left on the right way. There's, here's the thing. There's no place you know that you prayed for, and there's some doors that you know were from a mysterious place. I've been having a lot of those doors recently where I've been getting calls, I've been getting texts, I've been, I've been hearing some things, and the doors are opening, and I'm wondering, where is this coming from? But the reality is it's from a mysterious place, and the place is honor. I don't know why our generation thinks that we have to have 100K in the bank to be able to honor somebody. Because they have the Holy Spirit with them, but they don't have the Holy Spirit We got to be six figures, millionaires, before we want to buy our mom something for real. Before we want to give our parents an anniversary. So if there are things about your life, nah. That's why we started by singing that hymn. Take your words. my life. There's power in your words. And let it. What was the definition? The, the definition that Lola gave last week of honor was this honor is the act of discerning. Because you see, when your life is intentional, discerning, celebrating, He's and rewarding you. usefulness, uniqueness, and or excellence. You. you see, you don't. It does, you don't so now you have an anointing. You see, you, you, you show up in church and you have the manifest reward. There are some people that can call me anytime today because of the way they've honored me. You all know it. You're not going to go somewhere that you're not celebrated. You're not going to answer the phone call to somebody that you're not celebrated by. There's people that know I can call Dara right now. And there's people I know I can call right now because I have honored the heck out of them. Let's stand up. I love what the song that they sang earlier, the worship team. 
that we, we honor you not just with our hands, but with our hearts. You have to understand to be a person of, that, that has honor within them, it comes from your heart posture. So this service, I want us to pray, God, give me a heart that knows how to honor. God, give me a heart that knows how to honor. Give me a heart that knows how to celebrate. Give me a heart that, can, that knows how to celebrate people, that can reward people. God, open my eyes to see, to discern who, Lord, give me a heart of honor. God, I want to honor you. I want to honor you not just with my giving, God, with my skills, with my talents, with my time, with the way I treat people, with the way I treat my siblings, with the way I treat my coworkers, with the way I pour into people, God. Lord, I want to honor you. I want to honor you with my heart, God. Let my honor be true. Some of us, we need to check the purity of our honor. Stop trying to do things just for a handout. Stop trying to do things just so that people can say you're a good person. Do it from your heart for once. God, let my honor be genuine. I want my honor to be real. I want my honor to be pure. At this time, I want us to just bow our heads. There may be some individuals in here or maybe online that are watching. And I believe it's at this time we, we just want to open up an opportunity. If there's anyone in here who wants to dedicate their life to Christ, give their life to Christ, or rededicate. This action on its own is also a pathway to honor. So at this time, I want us to say this prayer together. And if you say this prayer and you really mean it, they're going to call for save pretty soon. And there you can text the number, whether you're online or in person. You can meet an usher. Give me your name because we want to support your walk. So let's just say this together. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Help me to know you better. As I accept you today, take over my heart and dwell in me. Forgive me of my old ways and help me to change to the person you want me to be. I love you, Lord, and I proclaim that you are my God. In Jesus' name, amen. Heavenly Father, we just want to say thank you, God, for the word that's, going, that's gone forth, Heavenly Father. Lord, we, we, we want to be a people, God, that honors you. We want to be a people, God, that, that has the culture of honor within us, Lord. So we pray, Heavenly Father, God, at this moment we reflect and we ask for a heart check, Heavenly Father, God, Lord. Whether it's us um, maybe not having the purest of intentions, God, we pray, Heavenly Father, God, we want to have a pure heart posture, God, towards honor, Lord. We pray, Heavenly Father, God, teach us, teach us what it looks like to honor. Teach us how you want to be honored, Heavenly Father, God, Lord. We pray, God, even as we're in this series, Lord, I pray that you continue to just convict our hearts, God, convict our minds, God, and allow us to honor those around us, God, the people that we may have overlooked, the people that we may have counted out, God. Lord, we want to ask for the discernment. Open our eyes to see those that need to be highlighted. I pray, Heavenly Father, God, use us as your children. We don't know the words that we may speak to somebody that could save them from a suicidal attempt, that can save them from a depression. We don't know, Heavenly Father, God, so use us, Heavenly Father, God. We want to be a culture of people that honors. 
Heavenly Father God, we pray, Lord, that the doors of honor, the door of access, the door of mercy, the door of your release, Lord, we pray, Heavenly Father God, that it opens unto us, Lord. We pray for the open doors to open, God, within our situations, within our life, Heavenly Father. We say thank you once again, Heavenly Father God. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Let's just go ahead and have our seats. Let's just give a shout to God right now. Thank you for tuning in to the Gap Church Podcast. We hope this message blessed you. If you made that choice to give your life to Christ, congratulations. We celebrate you. Don't forget to text SAVED to 817-382-2244. Again, text SAVED to 817-382-2244. Thank you so much and have a blessed week.